When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Things that we need to get through in the next hour and a little bit. Um, a lot of feedback on the thoughts on Nick Kyrgios and my concerns that when he steps back onto the court, he's probably going to let us down. I mentioned my top 10 free agents on the market. There's 140 of them in the AFL at the end of this year. I narrowed it down to 10. For those asking whether Nick Vloston is on that list, he is from Richmond. A couple of big ones from Richmond. Shane Edwards, Jack Revolt, Dylan Grimes, the biggest out of those, as well as Nick Vloston. So some good players. Ash Brown's going to join us very, very shortly. He's listening along right now, and he may not like what I'm about to say because this time last year, I said that the team in the competition that I was most worried about was the Bombers. I just thought this time last year, really ordinary coaching succession plan. Didn't like it from the moment I heard about it. There was players like Danaher and Fantasia that wanted out in the off-season. There was pre-season injuries. It just set it up for a disastrous year. There was merit being sacked from the vice-captaincy leadership changes once again. I thought, this this doesn't sound like a happy footy club. Probably turned out... Um, that prediction was spot on. The team that I think is the Essendon of 2020 this year, and look, I'd love to be a Hawthorne fan. I'm absolutely spoilt for choice with what they've had in the last 10 years. But for 2021, I would not want to be a Hawthorne fan. I think it's going to be a really challenging year. In fact, if, if the over or under for wins for Hawthorne Footy Club was seven... I'd probably take the under. I just don't know who's going to kick the goal. So Gunston was their leading goal scorer last year with 31. He's injured. He can just manage ticking the legs over on a stationary bike at the moment. Tom Mitchell, the Brownlow medalist, is in doubt for round one. Um, we've got, you know, not really going to affect on-field performance straight away, but Graham Wright leaving is, is another distraction, particularly the timing of it. We've got Jonathan Patton and the embarrassing situation that the club finds itself in with Jonathan Patton. Um, and they just don't have enough young talent coming through on their list. And that's okay. That's the price you pay for success. But the team that I'm most concerned about ahead of the 2021 season um, is Hawthorne Footy Club. Of course, I got worries about Adelaide and North Melbourne, but for those that would be expecting to push for finals, I'm concerned about the Hawks. Our next guest is a massive Hawks fan. He follows them closer than most. His name is Ash Brown. We know him well from the AFL record. Ash Happy New Year, and thanks for joining us again. Uh, good morning, Kane. Happy New Year to you and to all the listeners. Are you as concerned about your Hawks as what I am, or can you mount a case that they can play finals this year? No, they won't play finals this year. I'm uh, reasonably sure of that. I don't think they've got the talent on the list to play finals. I think they will have a better year than... Uh, some people think they will, but I don't think they're going to play finals. I think they were genuinely an unhappy team at Hawthorne last year with 
their situation with the hubs, and I think it just in the end it all crumbled for them. But they've got some issues, don't they? They're missing their best defender, their best for the start of the season, their best defender, the best forward, and possibly the best midfielder. Tom Mitchell's uh, mm. you know, only 50-50 for round one as well. So that's no way in which to go into a, a, a season. So I think um, they're going to struggle. But I think, I mean, a bit of the messaging coming out of Hawthorne last year was I think they know that they're going to have a, uh, a difficult year as well. I don't think they've got massive mm. expectations about the year. I think what they are finally, Kane, are realists about the state of their list. And I think they actually, I think they even probably kicked in towards the end of 2019. But uh, they look, they've gone for the draft the last three drafts. I think they're pretty keen to go to the draft again this year. I think they've got three, well, three picks probably in the top 30 at this year's draft. So I think they know where they're at. Um, and I, I think, think yeah, a bit of uh, exactly. the honesty pills that they're finally taking with Hawthorne. That's why there's a bit that Hawthorne supporters should feel a bit encouraged about things because they actually do have a plan. Yeah, and I'm glad about that. I'm I'm glad because you, you could look at Hardigan coming in and and Phillips coming in. There, well, do they know where they're at or not? I'm glad, and I hope that is the case that they do know where they're at. Also, Sicily not there is is a massive blow as well. Speaking of which, there's. There's no captain. So we're just over seven weeks before round one. Um, there doesn't appear to be an obvious choice for me. Um, who do you think will captain the Hawks next year? Oh, it's, a, it's a really it's a big, good question. I, mean, I, would have said, uh, I might have said Gunston is not for the injury, but no, he's not going to play for a while. I think it will be O'Meara. I suspect he's probably the best of... Uh, we've got a few reasonably good options, no outstanding options. I, I would say it'd be a toss-up, I think, between O'Meara and Mitchell. I probably slightly go for O'Meara. I think he's uh, probably ticks enough of the boxes that you want out to be captain. But I think, you know, they might have uh, given it to Sicily and watched him go into the role had he been playing because I think he's, he'll be an exceptional captain, captain of mm. that football club down the track. Yeah, I would have said Sicily myself. I think he's got captain written over him if it wasn't for the injury. Uh, let's move on to the Bombers because Zach Merritt was really surprisingly dumped from the leadership group and the vice-captaincy last year. He's back in, Ash. It says to me my long-held belief that leadership groups are one of the most overrated things in football, and this just backs it up. But I guess you weren't surprised that he was uh, re-included into that group. No, I think you and I sing the same song show in this one. I, I don't get all the, the fooey over the uh, leadership groups every year, Kane. I think I'm surprised he was dropped last year, couldn't work it out. This year he comes back in. I think I understand that he's in a contract year as well. Uh, yes, Zach Merritt. So Bob, that may agent. be part of it as well. That's right. So I think that might be part of the plan is to you know just grease all the wheels they need to to make sure he's a happy camper at Essendon because the clubs will be surfing for him big time. If he if he doesn't have a great year, um, they'll be coming for him big time in other clubs. Um, so yeah, smart move. Not sure why he wasn't there in the first place. And uh, he's a seriously good footballer and uh, deserves to be amongst the leaders at that club. But yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan. I'm, I'm the older. Captain, vice captain, deputy vice if you need one, and and, mm. and that be it. Four man leadership at the at the Bombers. Dyson Heppel will skipper them again. Um, move on to the premiers because uh, I read that Damien Hardwick wasn't due back to training until early February. Now, with everything that's gone on, that's played out in his personal life publicly, he has returned to training earlier than was reported. How do you think he's handling the tough personal circumstances that he's in? I think, um, well, not having sort of spoken to too many people, which my understanding is I think he'll be fine, they'll be fine. They're a pretty mature group, Richmond, and 
think they went through a lot of uh, drama last year. I think in a lot of cases came with footy clubs. Whatever they face this year is going to be uh, far more tolerable and pleasant than what they went through last season. So I think uh, I think they'll be fine. Which is a pretty strong, mature playing group. I know there's been some suggestions that uh, you know, this could do, could divide them. And uh, look, the locker rooms are interesting places, and they're full of disparate characters. And there'll be some who uh, who are disturbed by what is taking place. Others, it's water for ducks back. But I think there's too much talent in the group for, to. to distract them too much and footy clubs are it's a long season as well I mean the wins and losses will be become the paramount important for Richmond and if they get a good start this this year as you, you would expect them to then I think they'll be fine mm. okay let's wait and see it'll be uh, be tough for them if they get off to a shaky start of course we will link that but at some point as the Hawks have found out success does catch up with you uh, Eddie Maguire during the week on SENSA says that uh, if he was in charge he'd bring the season forward now we're reading that the preseason may be halved and there may only be one game instead of two, which would give the AFL an opportunity to uh, bring the season forward and get a couple of extra games in because who knows? Do you think that is at all possible? Not this close out to the season. No. I mean, if you have this conversation in November, you'd talk about it. But no, we're, we're too too close. And I think also the AFL is very keen not to distract from AFLW. People forget about that sometimes. And AFLW is a key strategic pillar for the AFL and to bring that mid-season forward would uh, would shut the AFLW season sideways. They don't want that to happen. I mean, they didn't have a grand final came in the AFLW last year because they had to cancel the, se- they had to cancel the season. Mm. I don't think they want to do that this mm. season. No. And yeah. the, the, the two practice matches also a bit better because teams can play each other in Victoria. So there might be one televised, uh, what is it, Marsh series, whatever it's called, game yep. that we see on the telly. That's not to stop the clubs from playing other games as well. So let's not uh, think that the clubs are going to go into that they're going to have less preparation for the season because of what's going on. They'll just play a game that we might never know about. You know, twelve o'clock on a Wednesday behind closed doors somewhere. Yeah. They'll still be playing all the footy they need to before the start of the season. Of course they will. Uh, Collingwood have just tweeted out they're currently doing an internal trial right now. So clubs will be prepared, much better prepared than what they were when the season restarted last year. Hey Ash, but, but fascinating chat. Before we let you go though, I. I've been following on social media. Um, you've put together a book or it's nearly ready to go. Um, it's going to detail one of the most, if not the most remarkable seasons that we've ever, ever seen. That's 2020. Can can we just give a, a little sneak insight into what's in store for this book? Yeah, sure. So um, I was commissioned by Hardy Grant Publishing to write a book about the, how the season came or how the season almost fell apart and how it came back together again. So I've been very lucky to sit down with a lot of the key people in footy over the last six months and sort of document what happened last March when the season crashed down, what it was like being shut down, all the decisions that had to be made to get the season going again and what it was like in the hubs and uh, when footy was based out of Queensland and other states and what it meant to Victoria and to the grassroots as well. So it's been a really it's a really comprehensive look at, uh, at what took place. I, I think people, if you're into footy and uh, into the business and the workings of footy, I think to a degree as well. It's, I think people find it really interesting and uh, the very canvas, uh, the very candid opinions offered by some senior people in the game. So hopefully people will buy it. It's out in the middle of March. It's called AFL 2020, a season like no other. And you can pre-order it now through Hardy Grant Publishing. Well, you should do that. Is is this being put together in record time? Like the the turnaround on this seems extraordinary, far, extraordinarily fast. Uh, how much have you pushed it through, and how difficult was it to get it done so quickly? 
Uh, well, pretty much um, started working on it from the, I got the email about on the 25th of July came to see wow. if I was writing it. And yeah. so, uh, and we literally hand the last draft to the editor, Jeff Slattery, who a lot of people know, in uh, on Christmas Eve. So it was a, it was a slog, and you know there was obviously stuff to do for the footy record, particularly in October mm. as well, that uh, had a lot to do with the AFL record. So, but I've enjoyed doing it. The key thing for me is a lot of people saw the importance of the book and were really keen to talk because they thought it needed to be documented uh, this season. So. Uh, and that was probably the and the AFL were very supportive of the book as well and made sure made key people available. From that basis, it was pretty good. But yeah, it's a lot of work to, to push through. A lot of uh, late nights and weekends and uh, yeah, no no let up let up for the off season. But uh, really proud of the book and I, I hope people will enjoy it. AFL twenty twenty a season like no other out uh, the midway part through March. But you can pre order your coffee now. The author is Ash Brown. He was our guest this morning. Appreciate your time, Ash. Kane, or like, and also the AFL record pre-season edition out in a couple of weeks. Keep an eye out for that. And just with the the AFL record, we will we be back to printing copies this year. Of course, did an unbelievable job to have the online format, which was downloaded millions and millions of times. But will it look like it has always looked? Do you think this year? Uh, it'll be similar to last year. Certainly on sale at all games, so people will be able yep. to go to the footy and buy their record. I think we're looking at doing it. It'll be available through shops as well. And I think we're looking at some sort of digital edition as well. So we're still finalising all of that. But uh, you won't be able to miss the record this year. And also the season guide, which comes out in a couple of weeks as well, our complete Bible ahead mm. of the new season. So we've got plenty going on at SEM, which is great. Good on you, Ash. Appreciate your time. You do know the season is upon you when the, the Bible comes out. So the AFL... 20- it's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.